So welcome to, hi Sunny, welcome to the Q&A for today. Kevin and I had a great show earlier and we had a great, a, a really good case study and we talked a lot about leaky gut syndrome and how that can lead to autoimmune disease and all of that good stuff. So I'm going to mention a few things that I completely forgot to mention on the show. So if you haven't had a chance to listen or if you didn't have a chance to listen live, then go ahead and have a listen because it is recorded and you can listen at any time. So this is where you have a chance to ask any questions that you have regarding health, um, whether it be your health or someone else's. This is um, a good opportunity to write a question into the chat and Kevin is here as well. He can read all the questions and we can jump in and answer whatever questions you have. So feel free to ask away. Um, in the meantime, I wanted to mention a few things because I it slipped my mind earlier and it's important. So we talked about leaky gut and our case study was really great because this particular person has rheumatoid arthritis um, was her, her main complaint. And once we really dove into her situation, we were able to see, you know, that it was no big surprise that she was battling with an autoimmune disease um, for a handful of reasons. Um, as we went through it, we realized um, one of her breakfast items is muscle milk, which is loaded with a ton of things that can cause um, gut inflammation and permeability, which is what leads to leaky gut. Um, I should probably mention again that leaky gut is when our small intestines become permeable. Um, so those really tight junctions that, that holds um, the small intestine, you know, keep it, keep food in as opposed to leaking through into our bloodstream, that becomes compromised. And when that becomes compromised, then undigested foods can then end up in the bloodstream, which since those foods aren't supposed to be there, it causes an immune response and our immune system has to deal with the aftermath of that. So it gets triggered on and it sends out, you know, its soldiers to go kind of get rid of the, you know, the proteins and the foods that shouldn't be in there. And so that's essentially what leaky gut is. And a lot of different things contribute to that, which I will reiterate here as, um, you know, in between questions. Um, but for now, it looks like we had a question come in already. Let's see. My wife and I just had our second child two months ago. We're not sure if we're done having children and the topic of birth control is on our minds again. We won't go back to oral contraceptives after working on our health over the last three years. We were considering a copper IUD in the meantime until I ultimately have a vasectomy someday. Do you have any experience with this or know if it will be bad for my wife's health? Thank you. Great question. Um, Justin, I don't have a ton of information specifically on IUDs, except for think about it this way. Um, if you're putting something like copper 
in the body, it's staying there and it's absolutely going to be leaching um, into the body. Um, any kind of metals, copper included, um, too much of them is bad for the body. So when we talk about he heavy metal toxins, um, copper doesn't usually come up. Um, more, more so we're, we're addressing things like aluminum, like we mentioned earlier, um, as well as mercury is a big one, lead. Um, but copper is something that we don't want in excess in the body. Um, I know that zinc and copper go hand in hand. Um, and I know that when you're taking zinc, you want to balance it out with a very tiny amount of copper. That's why the, the zinc supplement that we carry in the Let's Truck store is a mixture. It's, it's mostly zinc, but it definitely has that little bit of copper in there to help balance things out. So um, I can look deeper into copper toxicity, but if you can avoid putting, um, you know, a copper IUD in, I would absolutely avoid it if I can. You mentioned that you're planning to have a vasectomy anyway. Um, my best advice for you is to go a more natural route. Not to mention that I know plenty of horror stories of people that get IUDs um, someone I know, it actually got lost in her. I don't know how that could possibly happen, but it did. Um, she went in for surgeries and I don't, I don't even think they could find it. It wasn't copper though. I don't recall what it was. Um, and then I've heard of, you know, just other things, you know, where the body doesn't take to it properly. And, you know, it is a foreign object that you're putting in the body and we try to really avoid putting foreign objects in our body as much as we can. Um, some alternatives for you, a diaphragm, um, timing your, you know, your wife's cycle. Um, you can time your, her basal potty temperature in the mornings with the thermometer to see, you know, you know, approximately um, when she's ovulating to avoid it. Um, you need to get ahead of that because Apparently, semen can live in the body for, I think, up to five days. So, um, you know, there are different ways. I, you know, I would research a little bit on natural contraceptive, you know, contraceptive, uh, you know, contraception options. Um, but from what I understand, the best options are to time it properly using different methods like basal body temperature, um, as well as using more natural things like diaphragms or condoms or something like that. I hope this helps answer your question, but my initial thought about a copper IUD is I'm, I'm just not a fan. I'm not a fan of putting foreign objects in the body. We're learning more and more that any kind of foreign object in the body um, causes our body to react, you know. You know, just like I'm talking about autoimmune disease, um, being triggered by an immune response to something that the body's trying to get rid of. It's, it's similar, you know, kind of in the, that similar, um, you know, thought process that you're putting something foreign in the body and the body's going to recognize that it's foreign and it's going to try to get rid of it. Um, sometimes that means an overworked autoimmune system or an immune system, which can cause a bunch of problems. So I would avoid it if you can. Um, oh, look at this, Kevin. Oh, he agrees on the IUD, by the way. 
a vasectomy is the least destructive method health-wise. And he sent a photo of the asparagus. Oh my gosh. It was about an inch yesterday. That's incredible. I don't think, I, I mean, I'm just shocked. I kind of want to grow those just for fun. <laughs> I mean, obviously I need them, but pretty neat. All right. So a um, couple things that we're lending to the case study, um, her rheumatoid arthritis and leaky gut syndrome. Because what happens is when we get, get leaky gut, the immune system is always on, on you know, alert and it's constantly working. So every time you eat something, if it's leaking into your bloodstream, your immune system is going to be overworking. And what happens is it actually gets confused because the food proteins mimic a lot of the proteins in our body. Um, and so it can start attacking things that it thinks you know, are foreign. Um, with rheumatoid arthritis, it's usually the tissue in our joints. With um, Hashimoto, it's usually the, the thyroid. So there's a bunch of different things. Um, with type 1 diabetes, it's, you know, the pancreas, so it can't produce insulin. So there's a bunch of different things going on there with, um, with leaky gut um, and how it leads to autoimmune disease. Um, like rheumatoid arthritis. Another thing that the case study we found was that she's drinking Diet Coke every day um, and using artificial sweeteners. So artificial sweeteners are, they wreak havoc on, on our health. Um, you know, there are several of them that are worse than others, but for the most part, we just don't want to be eating artificial sweeteners. I'd much rather you eat real, you know, carbs, you know, in the form of, um, you know, real sugars and real carbs that are complete. Um, so if you're eating fruit and, or even a starchier vegetable, that's better than, than trying to get rid of your, um, your sugars via consuming artificial sweeteners. Um, they can alter your metabolism. They can cause you to gain weight. They cause inflammation in the gut leading to leaky gut which is our topic. And they can also raise your blood pressure. A lot of people don't think that. And they're, you know, calling me, asking me why their blood pressure is high. They can't figure it out. And sometimes it's as simple as, um, you know, adjusting and eliminating all of those artificial sweeteners. A lot of people, when they go keto and they get rid of all the sugars and carbs, they don't know what to do. So they go artificial. It's not the way to go. Um, it's sending the wrong message to your body, your body, you know, it senses that you're eating something sweet. And so it tells the pancreas to release insulin and then insulin and then the glucose never comes. So insulin isn't needed. Um, insulin, as we know, when we discuss, causes you to gain weight. So just some thoughts on artificial sweetener. Um, keep those questions coming, guys. Let's see. Another thing that was really contributing to the case study um, to her rheumatoid arthritis and leaky gut is that she was she's taking a lot of pain medications to help um, deal with the pain from the RA. She's taking an enormous amount, which is not typical. I don't typically see this amount, but any any amount of pain med, you know, over the counter pain medications, you know, um, especially things like Motrin and aspirin, even Aleve. They, they cause inflammation in the gut. So we're looking at this whole 
you know, vicious cycle that's going on. Whatever it was initially that led to the rheumatoid arthritis is now, you know, she's not allowed to get away from healing the gut because she's taking these medications to deal and cope with the rheumatoid arthritis as opposed to just eliminating these things, healing the gut and moving forward. So um, one of the things, one of the recommendations is gonna be that she gets off of these over-the-counter pain medications. Um, let's see, another thing that really stuck out was, oh, that she has her gallbladder removed. Now remember, we talked about digestion a couple shows ago. We talked about how it fun, you know, the way it works when it functions properly. Then we talked about how it works um, with what, how many ways it could dis, you know, it could lead to a dysfunctional digestive situation. Um, one of those things was having your gallbladder removed. So. Your liver creates bile, it stores it in the gallbladder and the gallbladder, you know, stores it. And so it's nice and concentrated when it's time to be used. So when we eat fatty foods, the gallbladder contracts and releases this bile. Now, if your gallbladder is removed, you don't have one. What happens is you're still creating bile, but, but instead of it being, you know, stored, it's at a constant drip and it's constantly you know going down the small intestines where it's you know we know what bile is like it's it's pretty acidic and it is burning you know and causing um inflammation and a burning happening in your small intestine so we want to avoid if we can getting our gallbladders removed um and we really want to make sure that when we're eating our foods if we do have it removed, we're supplementing with bile salt so that these fats are properly broken down um, and whatnot. So that's another thing hindering um, this whole, and we're actually contributing to the leaky gut syndrome for this client. Um, so we talked about the muscle milk, all of the chemicals, there's guar gum in there, which is also really inflammatory in the gut. There, um, there's all these um, chemical preservatives and additives that, goodness, Kevin read the list and it's astonishing. So all of these things, plus the artificial sweeteners that are in there are going to contribute to a permeable gut lining. So making sure that she removes those. So my recommendations for her um, were, a hand, were a few things. Number one, nutrient dense keto diet where she's really getting a good amount of omega-3 fatty acids to help to help combat the inflammation. Um, Omega-3s are really anti-inflammatory um, and really great results that we see um, with arthritis. So we definitely wanna increase the amount of omega-3 fatty acids. Um, you can supplement for those, which we have a great supplement in the store, Biomega 1000 is a good supplement for that. But we also have wonderful um, fish that we also supply. So seafood, I should say. We have salmon, mackerel, anchovies. Any of those things are going to be really high in omega fats, um, the good ones. And so we want to make sure that we're getting enough of those in the diet if we're dealing with stuff like um, leaky gut syndrome and rheumatoid arthritis. Um, we also want to increase the amount of fermented 
foods. So the whole idea as well is that a good healthy microbiome helps eliminate, you know, the chances of this leaky gut to occur. So good amount of good fermented foods. It's a great way to help feed the good bacteria in there. Um, in terms of supporting digestion for this particular case study, we did, um, we're supplementing, supplementing with hydrazyme because her upper GI needs a little help getting kickstarted again. Beta Plus, um, that is the one that contains the bile salts to help break down her, fat, her, her fats and a good healthy probiotic to help put more healthy bacteria in there. Oh, thanks, Angie. Angie just posted the link to the Biomega 1000, which is really helpful. Thank you. Um, so nutrient-dense keto, optimizing good omega-3 fatty acids um, through supplementation, as well as through foods like seafoods um, that are high in fat, like salmon, mackerel, anchovies, um, her digestive support protocol, um, which is important. And then the anti-inflammatory protocol. That's another thing that we offer in the store. We, um, it's a protocol for helping reduce inflammation. So leaky gut is caused by inflammation and, you know, a permeable intestinal lining. So we want to make sure that we're healing that things that can help with that. Like I said, the omega-3 fatty acids curcumin. There's a supplement that we carry um, called Curcum RX. It's really great for helping avoid inflammation and reducing it. Um, and another thing is also um, vitamin D. We want to make sure that we're supporting a healthy immune system by ensuring that we have enough vitamin D in our system. Um, most people are deficient in vitamin D. Kevin actually mentioned today that he's never seen a vitamin D test that was in the right range, the appropriate range, without supplementation. So that's interesting. That's his findings. Um, you know, it doesn't hurt to have it, you know, tested, but it's an idea. Um, another thing is berberine HCL that is uh, help to help support a normal glucose um, metabolism and whatnot, and it also helps boost the immune system. So these are all great things, great options. Kevin also included here in the chat a link to Patagonia Provisions. They have a bunch of really great food offerings that are easy to take to, in the truck with you. Um, great for snacking. You can make meals out of them, the whole, the whole bunch. Um, and then also there is the link to, I think this is the protocol. Yes. Yes, there's a protocol there for um, anti-inflammatory. Yeah, Kevin asked if there are any more questions before we wrap it up today. It seemed a little quiet today. I wonder if everyone's just coming off of a, the busy holiday weekend and they're just trying to get caught up. I hope everyone had a good holiday weekend. I know I did. All right. Um, last thing to mention that I forgot to mention earlier was that you can test your zonulin levels and we actually have a test at the Let's Truck store. So when leaky gut is, um, when someone has leaky gut, what happens is 
we have an increase in zonulin. So you can test your zonulin levels. So basically, um, basically zonulin will open up the spaces between the cells of the intestinal lining, the epithelial cells that we, what we talked about earlier. Um, these cells are only, this lining is only one cell thick. Okay. So if you can imagine, it's very thin and very easily disturbed. So where, you know, like the cells of our skin are probably thousands of cells thick, maybe even more, you know, our intestinal lining is literally just one cell thick. And this allows us to, to really absorb the tiny little particles of digested foods into our bloodstream to be used as, you know, these nutrients that are so important. So what happens is zonulin will open up the spaces in the cells of the intestines and this will cause leaky gut. So we actually have a way to test it. Um, we recently, I'm pretty sure Lisa recently negotiated that um, we, the zonulin test used to be in conjunction with a whole other you know, set of tests. And now you're able to do just the zonulin test on its own, which is great because I think it's, it's really affordable. I think it's just, you know, 50 you know, $50 as opposed to, I think it was before, like closer in the hundreds, I want to say like 300. So this is great. It allows you to test to see if your zonulin levels are high. And if they are, then we know that leaky gut is most likely what's going on there. And um, we, I can, you know, we can help you get rid of that. We can help you address that, removing the things that are causing it, really healing it and really, um, adding the things back in to, um, you know, to heal and to keep it healthy. So just, um, just a thought, you know, if you're interested or if you're curious to know if you have leaky gut, then it doesn't hurt to, to take the test. Oh, Yvonne, um, go back and listen to, she asked, Yvonne asked, uh, if we have leaky gut, how hard is it to fix? Go back and listen to today's recording of the After Hours show because Kevin and I really got into it. Um, in terms of how, you know, difficult or easy it is, it's fairly easy, believe it or not. Um, we remove the, the things that are causing it. So, for instance, this particular case study that we went over today, um, let's see, we, we changed her diet. Uh, so we recommended a nutrient-dense keto diet, high in omega-3 fatty acids. We... Um, are recommending a digestive support because she her digestion is needs a little bit of help. So we'll get that back on track to make sure that that's not causing it in the future. Then the anti-inflammatory protocol is a great way to get inflammation down, um, but really removing things. So she needs to avoid things like the muscle milk that she's drinking. The artificial sweeteners will wreak havoc. Um, uh, the um, over-the-counter pain medications are definitely causing, you know, lending to the leaky gut. So once we're able to remove these things that are causing it, heal it, and then replace and repair with other things, you're sitting in a really good place. Um, and then it's just a matter of, of keeping those things out of the diet that, that cause it. Now, I am going to mention that... Um, that when you do do like the full protocol to fix the leaky gut, if for, for any reason you feel like 
it got better, but it's not completely, you know, addressed. You haven't completely addressed the issue. Then there are other things to look into. Um, chronic stress will absolutely cause issues with digestion, which will lead to leaky gut. Um, any toxin overloads, whether that be antibiotics, pesticides, um, the, the chlorine and fluoride in tap water, you know, any kind of, you know, prescription, a lot of prescription drugs, um, and mainly all the over-the-counter um, pain medications, that as well. Um, you know, bacterial imbalances. So if your digestion is poor and you let a pathogen come in and it doesn't get, you know, killed off in that very beginning of the digestive system because your HCL, your hydrochloric acid is low and it's not killing it there and it gets all the way down and you get a bug, um, you know, things like that. Th those things can, can help contribute to leaky gut syndrome. So we want to make sure that we're avoiding all of those things. We're making sure digestion is on the right track and all of that. Um, but poor diet is usually the main culprit. So I always start there with people. Um, other than that, I think that pretty much wraps up today's show and Q&A. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I look forward to next week. And until then, take care and stay healthy, guys. Bye.